0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Our quote of the day, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And that is from Jim Rohn. If you don't know who Jim Rohn is, that was Tony Robbins' uh, first mentor and coach. Oh, and I did know that. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what up, Heel Squad? I am uh, coming to you from Connecticut. Kelsey and Pooja are in the West Coast studio. Um, today, we're going to be chatting with Allie Larder. Uh, you guys know her, I'm sure, for playing Brooke Wyndham opposite Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. She was also in Varsity Blues, and she's done so much work. Uh, today, we're going to talk about health, wellness, her spiritual journey, uh, her tools and practices for feeling good when she gets out of alignment building self-esteem and so much more. She's had a really cool journey. Kelsey, you did the pre-interview or you didn't do a pre-interview. Technically I did. With I did. Oh, you did. I did. And yeah. what, what what stood out to you?
1: Honestly, I was really excited to talk to her because she has talked recently about kind of like her meditation journey. and It's just so funny how things line up, right? It's like, that's all we've been talking about recently. But Mm -hmm. she and I got into it because she was like, I'm such a type A person. And I've been really successful since I was really young. So it was really hard for me to kind of like put that aside that kind of like grit, just work kind of what we talk about all the time. So that to me, I felt like was really really interesting and I love um yeah just kind of her journey with it all and it's also interesting to add the element of being a mom right it's like Mm -hmm. we were talking about emotions and how she feels like she's still trying to find balance with expressing anger like being strong for her kids but then also like letting her emotions out so yeah she had a lot of she said very down to earth and I'm excited for you two to connect yeah
0: well I think it's like you know she's ascending. Right. So the old ways don't work. Right. And, and what I'm starting to realize is we're all on these journeys. Like you guys are in your early journeys. We're going through our middle journey. And so there's a time for everything. And so I don't think you can have your foot off the gas when you're in the early journey. If you have somewhere to go, um, you know, going 10 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour is only going to get you so far. Right. But then at some point you got to transition and say, "You know what? <laughs> Let's <laughs> cruise in the convertible go a little slower. Yeah.
1: Put the top right? down."
0: Yeah, because you can't you can't just be, you know, a Corvette forever. Sometimes you got to like transition into the Thunderbird and just chill.
1: True. What a lovely analogy. Are you are you obsessed with the Thunderbird these days?
0: I really <laughs> am. Topic to that top ahead. <laughs> the best car ever. First of all, Poor Kevin, what he deals with with us. Like like when he bought the Prius out here, I was like, someone's on the property. I see a car. (laughs) Not told me, of course, that he bought this Prius. Well, thank God, because my dad crashed the minivans, all of them. And so, you know, we needed it. And by the way, it's so hard to get cars now. And then it was maybe the... 2 3 weeks before my mom passed remember he got the thunderbird yeah and I was like why is he buying another car oh my lord it's our primary car now and it's made it so fun because at night you drive with the top down during the day you drive with the top down it's a smooth ride i am such a fan i think it's a 2008 it's bright yellow the only problem with it is it's bright bright yellow in a sense because we're very obvious. Oh yeah. We go. Oh yeah. But it's it drives like a new car, but has the vintage vibe. Everyone's head turns. They all love it. And Kevin's like, I don't know why people don't do this for themselves. It's so inexpensive to get one of these. Um, they look like they're pricier than they are. And so we've had a really good time with it, and it fits a good amount of stuff. I mean, when we go food shopping and things like, trunk's pretty big.
1: I love that. And you guys just look cool. The Thunderbird's cool. Now it's like, I feel like I'm not a car person at all. I've never really been. Um, and now being around Kevin, I'm like, oh, ooh, okay. Now it's like, there's a little, there's um it's down the street from me, these people own a Thunderbird and it's like a red one. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, two years ago, I wouldn't have even known what a Thunderbird was. And now I'm like, look at that Thunderbird. But yeah. is it fine. the same kind as ours? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 And they're cute. They're just so like sleek.
0: Yeah. We just have had such a nice time cruising around in it. And so, yeah, the, the analogy <laughs> is funny because I've never thought about it like that, but it's true. You know, that's why sometimes I, I get worried when we have people giving advice on the show, it's, you gotta be careful of where you are in the journey and what you're going to apply. And also it really comes down to what you want in life. So you can't tell me that you want, you know, a very lavish luxury high-end lifestyle, but you only want to go 20 miles an hour.
1: Right. Right. If
0: you want to work nine to five, you're, you know, you can only go within your limits. It's like, unfortunately to get more, you got to do more, even though, you know, there's a lot of power in manifesting. And I do believe if you do it right, you can, but guess what? it's, it's a lot of work as well. Mm -hmm. It's going over 40 miles an hour, but in a different kind of way, because you have to apply yourself, you have to do so much. So when you want more, you have to do more and you have to work that much harder than the other, you know, person next to you in a sense. So that's why I think in, in the, the car analogies, it's like,
1: Hmm.
0: (laughs) it kind of works.
1: It does. It does. And I think it's interesting too what you said. I agree with the um like manifesting is so hot right now, but you also still, we always talk about this. You still have to do the work. It's not just like you can be like, oh my God, okay, I'm gonna manifest X, Y, and Z. It's like that's not gonna work unless you've also put in the work to get that outcome, you know? So well, you have so to important.
0: kind of walk it on this plane, right? So you you speak it to the quantum, but then you walk it out on this plane, I believe. But I also what you're missing, Queen, is that it's a lot of work to actually manifest properly.
1: Have you tried? Um, well, I think that's kind of what I was just saying. That's what I was trying to say. Well, tell me, because maybe I missed something. I was just saying that you, ha- like, you have to do the work to manifest. And what do you mean by that? Like d- doing, I-, I don't know. So like, say... um. Trying to think of an example. Like, say I want bazillion zillion dollars, whatever. It's like I, uh-huh. I can't just be like, hey, universe, I want a zillion dollars. It's like I have to do like do the work to, you know, the physical work. Bring, right. The physical work to bring that yeah. in. And then we're not I talking about the same thing. Okay, what are you saying? No, I'm confused. I'm saying actually trying to manifest mm.
0: in working in the quantum and in energy is a lot of work. Because the way you do it is you have to get yourself into heart and brain coherence. You have to then be able to send the signal out, the Wi-Fi signal out to the quantum, I want a bazillion dollars. But then you have to feel the feelings of the bazillion dollars now as if it's already happened. You have to match the energy with emotion for it to actually come. That's a lot of work. Got it. Yeah. That is a lot of work. Do you do that? No. Yeah. Why? Because it's a lot of work, right?
1: No, I think because I honestly don't know how to. I think a lot of people don't like, I don't understand that to be honest. But even
0: if you do know, and I'm not speaking about you personally, I'm saying it's, it's hard. I know how to do it. And it's a lot of work.
1: Right. 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 And, I, and I know it will work.
0: Right. So, so it's, it's like, okay, a lot. Yeah. Let me give you another example. It's like you work with a naturopath. The naturopath says, you know, you're really vitamin D deficient and no, you don't need to take supplements. Don't spend the money, go out into the sun between five You know, 12 a.m. when sunrise happens, stay out there before the UVA lights come out, Mm -hmm. you know, at 8 a.m. Just stay out there nude and you'll get all the requirements. That's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. It looks (laughs) easy. It sounds easy. It's a lot of work. Same thing with manifesting. To manifest properly, you can't just be like, I'm going to have a million dollars and think it's going to happen. Right. Not only do you have to be putting a little bit of the work in on this field, right? Mm -hmm. The 3D world. But to actually properly manifest, you have to get deep into a meditation and you have to plant the seed in the quantum and then feel the feeling and the emotions of it already happening. Like, for example, when I'm imagining uh, the brain tumor disappearing, I have to put myself in the hospital room with the doctor as he's giving me the good news and the words he's saying, I have to hear them. And then I have to feel the joy of it being gone. Mm
1: that's a lot of work. Yeah. it is a lot. You that's have, what I'm trying to you need say. A lot of energy and time. And yeah. That's yes. A lot. And
0: that's why not everybody does it. It's a lot of work on both sides. Mm-hmm. The, like the manifesting in the quantum and the energetic sense, but then in the physical sense too. It's so that's interesting. That's what I'm saying about like, even that you have to go 40, 50 yeah. miles an hour. Like you have yeah, to go. Yeah it's more work you want more you got to do more mm-hmm. in every sense mm-hmm.
1: yeah I think it's, it's my just belief become, no my I thoughts. agree I agree I think it's just become this idea that we could be like okay I'm just gonna ask for it and that's me manifesting but yeah that's not it I think Ooh. that like part of that oh you good
0: <laughs> yeah something just
1: be oh. <laughs> really lovely in here I
0: don't know what that all, was all, but. These,
1: all these new trinkets but anyways yeah everything's everything's a lot of work yeah. And by the way,
0: if it wasn't, you wouldn't feel the pride when you've accomplished.
1: Mm.
0: If it came easy, there would be no pride in the accomplishment, right? Me making True. New York Times bestseller list with these books. The pride was in, I worked so hard. I put in so much effort and that was the reward. But if I didn't have to do anything, I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. But there wouldn't be a lot behind it. Right. Um. So, yeah, it's all of it is is um, is a lot. I don't know how else to do it. I mean, maybe we'll learn more. But also, if you want to know how to manifest properly, Dr. Joe did explain to us in I believe it was part one recently. um, You know, he talks about getting in brain and heart coherence. And so you send the Wi-Fi signal out you know, I want, you know, full mind, body and soul healing. And then what you do back is you know, what comes back is it comes back. So the brain sends the brain coherence, you can send out the signal and then the heart draws the experience to you, but you have to feel the emotion for it to come. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're in a whole other realm. You are in that time and space where it's already happened and you don't have to wait for it to happen. It's happened. You have to feel it in that way for it to then manifest. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Okay, so now that we know everything takes a lot of work, (laughs) um, I think uh, we'll get to Allie Larder and see if she has been manifesting and how she does it. Everybody's going to do things differently. This is just the way that I've learned. Um, And do I think I manifested things? Without having to do it in that official way. Yes, because I know I had, but I had a clear vision of those things. So maybe that's why. I felt it because it was already happening. Anyway, uh, Heel Squad, Allie Larder is an actress, cookbook author, food lover, health and wellness advocate, and she's also a mother of two. She's well known for her performance as Brooke Wyndham, like I said earlier, opposite Reese Witherspoon and our favorite Legally Blonde, as well as for the blockbuster hit, Varsity Blues. She's got a roster of incredible TV and film work, but today we're going to be diving deep with her on health and wellness, and uh, she has a lot of really cool... Um, theories and and practices that I think you guys are going to love. So we'll take a quick break when we come back, Allie Larder So Allie, we were just chatting about you moving to the mountains, me being on the east yeah. coast in Connecticut, and how we both have missed seasons without realizing it. I think I had gotten into the whole LA. Now I love that it's sunny every day, mm-hmm. and I do. I don't really want the dead of winter necessarily. Yeah, but. I do really enjoy the peace and the serenity of, of being in nature. And so I wonder for you, even though it was inadvertent, what have the right. benefits been for you of moving and, and getting out of the yeah. LA frenetic life?
2: Well, it's interesting. So when we came here, it was when the schools were shut down and our kids were on Zoom. And so it was an opportunity to kind of take an adventure as a family and they were online anyway. And when we got here, we kind of fell in love with this idea of being able to, first of all, have kind of free range kids. So we're not having to watch them all the time because it's a small town, but being able to like hike the mountain to take long walks together. And as the seasons kind of unfolded into spring and we saw the melt happen, like your energy kind of changes with each kind of change of the season. And so, you know, here we are today is like the longest day of the year, which is six hours longer than our winter solstice where we are in the mountains. So it is dark in the winter. And I felt myself just kind of allowing myself to calm down a little bit. I'm very Mm -hmm. type A, very intense. And being in this environment and not that hamster wheel of go, 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 going has allowed me to just kind of, you know, in winter, you kind of, you're making soups and stews. You're allowing yourself to not be out running in the morning. And then as spring comes and the flowers start coming up, you start to kind of shed that skin that's on you. And I grew up with that. And so being able to be back within that kind of cycle has been really beautiful.
0: That's so cool. I never thought about that cycle necessarily of like,
2: getting cozy and and having a soup Mm -hmm. or, you know, a hot cocoa, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, our summers, you know, it's, it's light so late, so it's, it is go, 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 but you're kind of, you're in the mountains, you're biking, you're hiking, you're running, you're fishing. And then, you know, you're squeezing the work in during the day when you don't want to, you know, you want to be out there in the beauty of it all. Um, and, you know, I used to get drive to go for a quick hike in LA and now it's kind of just part of the life. Oh
0: my God. You're so right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know, Kelsey, you're probably listening to this and remembering that that was what it was like here in Connecticut. We just got to go for walks and, you know, through the woods and explore all the cool areas around here. We're in L.A. It's just just traffic and congestion and just a lot
2: of energy. Yeah. And it's like there's time and place for everything. You know, I mean, I think that we're both old enough now, at least I feel like I'm old enough now to know that I've had chapters in my life. Yeah. You know, and you don't always know the title of them when they're happening, but then you kind of have hindsight and you can see that was the right place and the right time to be there. And, you know, that time in L.A. is so exciting when you're in your 20s and you're working all the time and you're out and you're exploring where then it kind of became a drain rather than something that energized me. You know, sitting in the mm-hmm. traffic or, you know, we've seen it, you know, everybody in town, you've been to the yep. parties, you've been to the <laughs> bar scene, you've done it. So, of course, the beach I will always miss. But I think the, um, just the intensity of living in a really big city is nice to kind of have like, you know, some time away from that for a little bit, not forever, but for like this chapter,
0: you know, especially when you're type A, it's like, it almost just helps
2: ground you. Um, Were you always type A? I think so. I think so. I mean. You know, and when I was young, my father, my parents are in town right now. And he coached like all my soccer teams and my swim teams. And I played so many sports. So that was something that I loved. But I was always a team player within that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I started working at like 14 years old. So that kind of, it led to, I think it kind of fed into that part of my personality because I was excited to have a career. And once I kind of got a taste of it, I was full steam ahead going for it.
0: So you started so young. Did you have any, I mean, we came up, we're like the same age. Like we yeah. came up in a time where social media didn't exist, but did you have mm-hmm. any of those kind of pitfall moments, whether it's in
2: the modeling world or, um, or in, you know, the acting world pitfalls in what way? Like that's something crazy the stereotypical or, stuff oh, that everybody yeah. deals with. Oh Yeah but nobody got to see. I mean, one of the things that I love about your podcast and the things that you're talking about is, you know, you talk about the spirituality and honoring your intuition and all that. And now that again, I can look back on that, my intuition led me and guided me out of so many horrible situations. And I'm sure you saw them too. I mean, there's just times where you're in the producer's room, your times that at least I was on a modeling shoot, I was told to take my clothes off and you don't know what to do. Um, Other people are doing, you know, it's just like, being around an enormous amount of drugs at such a young age, um, and watching all that unfold, also being kind of financially independent at a young age too. So it gave me the ability to kind of do what I wanted to do. Um, I feel really lucky. I've had a, I have very strong, I have a strong family unit. And so as soon as I would like get into that situation, I don't know, it was like the family guilt or the intuition would kind of guide me out of it a little bit. Um, But to think of starting to work at 14 with my children now, you're just, you're so young and You know, it's wild. I mean, you were at that age too and doing pageants, right? Is that when you started?
0: When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them, too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black
2: dress. You're going to love it. Yeah, I started beauty being like your focus. That's hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like that being your your value in your life. Yeah, I think like I remember working, um, there was a a
0: commercial for Dillard's that I went out for (laughs) and it's Dillard's spring, summer sale. You know, I'll be there. Oh, yes, you will. (laughs) I got there and I was with my mom. She went with me to everything and the photographer gave me the bikini and said, oh, you can just put it on here. I'll leave. And then my mom looked and the little red light was on on the camera. And I'm like, you asshole.
2: Yeah. Thank God she yeah. saw
0: that. And she said, we're out of here. And we left. Well, that
2: would have been some good money, Dillard's, I bet. But, <laughs> I mean, I was doing Kmart and JCPenney and I mean, that and book covers. So that was my my big money coming into it. Love those yeah. little hour long jobs. But I think,
0: um, you know, there's it's really, really hard. I I mean, for me, it was it was later in a sense that I made it in L.A. because I was 21 Mm-hmm. But um, but for you, you were in L.A. at 18, I
2: think. Yeah, and I was still traveling. So I skipped my senior year in high school. I just went to college for a semester and I was out of there because I was already in New York and starting to travel. And I had such an opportunity to see the world So I decided to go and I had been accepted to NYU, which is a huge deal. And I still now looking back, wish that I had gone, of course. Um, But I was already working and I had all these great opportunities. So I was living in Paris and I was in Tokyo, Milan, and then came back through Miami. um, And I'd go through and then it brought me to LA. And I wasn't really acting before. I was doing commercials and book covers and really, it was just a chance for me to explore the world, you know, kind of break out in New Jersey and be around really interesting, creative people, you know, that were making art in their own mm-hmm. sort of way and being able to kind of push into that culture and be around kind of all those interesting, fabulous people.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. So then when you got to LA, was it hard to avoid the bad scenes? You know, and, and this is why I ask because there are definitely yeah. people who are listening who want to put their kids in modeling, want to put their kids in sure. acting, and anyone who comes up to me, I'm always like, no, don't yeah. do it. It is don't do it a recipe for disaster. There's maybe one or two that come out unscathed. It's not worth the risk. <laughs> totally, <laughs> and I feel bad. Yeah. go be an architect. Go, go you know. But you know, I feel bad because there are some cases where it's okay. And I, and it seems like you were one of those exceptions. That's why I ask: where did you falter? Where did you pick yourself up? What was it like for Mm -hmm. those people's benefit? Because, you know, you don't hear, you don't hear the good stories and the good story could be with a minuscule of bad that got, you know, reversed. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that so much of that is what forms you and keeps you going in a certain direction is the bad and the good. And when I was in Los Angeles, I came out there, I was in a, I had a terrible boyfriend who's like 15 years old, or he was taking my money at night, you know, my debit card, he was a terrible drug addict. And I was like, I'll make you better. Like, here's a juice, like just young and optimistic. And, you know, even of the things that I feel like I've seen in my life, I still kind of, Somehow come out in the morning, really believing that today can be a bright, beautiful day. Um, But I was out there and I was talking a lot with my dad and he really wanted me to go to school. He wanted me to come back east and go to NYU. And I just, I wanted to be an actress at that point. So I like got into acting classes and, you know, started really hustling. And you probably remember Mm -hmm. like the pilot season. And so, you know, we came up in a time where there was also an enormous amount of jobs because there were so many of those movies and TV shows being made about like kind of the teen or young twenties world, Mm -hmm. um, when I was out there. So, you know, sometimes I'd have seven in a day. Uh, Other times I would just, you know, really do the work and kind of go in and fight for it. And, you know, one of my first jobs was like, just shoot me with David Spade. And then I remember shooting like, yeah a Coca-Cola commercial and then having like my callback for varsity blues who have like run across the street at lunch, you know, and then run back. And, you know, I feel like I had a ton of opportunities in my twenties, but I also like really fought for them and did the work. Um, I think also starting work at such a young age, I've had just a really strong work ethic, meaning like I'm always on time, you know, you know, the crew, you know, everyone's names, how was their weekend. Um, And I was really like very professional at that point. So I was green kind of coming into acting, but I wasn't green going into working on sets and kind of being in a position where you can be like number one on the call sheet or something like that. And how like that, you know, that takes a lot of work and it takes you coming in with, I think, kindness on time and really bringing that positive energy.
0: That's such good advice and good info.
2: Like, how did we get through that in our, you know, 20s in LA? I just think it was like a, a mad wild time on like kind of the Sunset Strip and, you know, Sunset Towers and the Marquis and everywhere. Yeah. Did you go out all the time in your 20s in LA? I, I did go out. Um, technically, I was
0: working a lot because yeah. wherever you guys were is where I was. Yeah. The interview. And then. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you'd go to the premiere party after or whatever. Right. So I found myself driving home in the wee hours of one or two AM mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and, you know, getting up at five to go back to work, but right. luckily right. I wasn't like a big drinker. So it's yeah. not like it was, um, or a party or in any kind of way. So luckily that was good. I didn't, I didn't yeah. fall into any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that was because the same kind of thing. It's like my parents, the guilt, mm-hmm. like wanting They're to through. do it. Like I wanted to be an example for that mm-hmm. kid that wanted to do this when their parents were terrified. Cause my parents were terrified. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me to go out there. My mom luckily supported me. My dad was like, no friggin' way. Yeah. And I was like, you have to trust that you raised me well, but oh. I was 21. I wasn't. Yeah.
2: Traveling the world. I wasn't 18 traveling the world. So I don't know what I would want to like young that. though? I, I just feel like, I guess we're out there and, but I feel like your parents then, you know, it's like they gave you this incredible foundation, yeah. you know? And so it's like when my dad calling me, like he gave me a foundation. So then you have to give yourself, you know, the time and the opportunity to really go after your dreams. Cause in the end, this is like, obviously this was your life journey. Like you were meant to be there and meant to have those experiences and you know, be that role model for so many girls that would like to probably get into that line of business and be a reporter, you know, journalist and doing the interviews. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you had like the work of it and then you had like the glitz and glamour of it, which is a pretty fun combo, you know? Well, I always thought that any of the Greek
0: girls that would look up to me, if I screwed it up for them, they would like, they would never be able to convince their parents (laughs) to let them do this because it was so hard to convince my parents to let me do like the first yeah. beauty pageant or whatever. And I was like, if I, like, I, not that I wasn't going to anyway, but that mm-hmm. also was always in the back of my head is I never wanted to disappoint my parents, but I also yeah. never wanted to disappoint the people who were going to use me as an example and say, but look, Maria did it and she's okay. Like I had, sure. I was like, dad, John Stamos, look, he's fine. Right? Like, <laughs> there were like just a few Greeks that I knew of, like one, maybe him, I don't know. And Telly I was like, it, it can happen.
2: <laughs> well, I get, that's where I go. Like maybe that little bit of guilt kind of keeps you safe and sends you on your way, you know, like it keeps Thank you God. a little bit in line and, you know, whatever that is, it's guiding you Whether it's the family guilt or the intuition that kind of keeps you having trust and faith that you're on this right path, even though. As you know, we live in a world of enormous rejection. I mean, this business is so fun for the one percent of the time that you're actually doing it, and then there's the ninety. At least on my side of it, more than your side, the ninety nine percent of the time where you're trying to get the job or you're creating the job. You know, it's you pushing the boulder up the mountain and having to find, you know, your self worth in a different way, rather than just one percent. How did you do that?
0: Because to me, there's nothing more painful than you know, rejection and, and, and that line of business is so, so hard for it. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you learn to handle the rejection? And um, there was something else to that, that you just said that was really powerful. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way, go to the way T H E O U A I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T H E O U A I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me. You won't regret it. Well, let's start there and I'll remember the other part. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think that a big part of dealing with it is that I've only ever competed with myself. So I'm a girl's girl. I am someone who loves my friends, who I don't feel competitive. Like my best friend for third 25 years is Amy Smart. Like we have both been in this business. We've done movies together. We've gone up for a lot of the same jobs. I cheer for her. I root for her because I believe that what is meant to happen will as long as I try my hardest. So I'm like, I said, I work hard, you know, and I think that one of the things I'm trying more is to find a little bit more grace and ease rather than muscling my way through everything um, and allowing manifesting, which we were just talking about. Yes, yes, exactly. But the rejection is extremely painful. And I think that if you do allow that to, you know, show you what your self-worth is, you're not gonna it's just gonna be too brutal to be in this business. And mm-hmm. part of what makes I, I think you know so many people that are drawn as artists into it is because you're so emotionally available and you're extremely sensitive and you can feel different people's pain and you can you know access these things within inside yourself. with that, you also have to find a way to deal with it. And you know, for me doing I've been just doing it for so long and watched, you know, the different times and peaks and valleys in my career. And each time you're down, you're like, I'm never going to work again. This is it for me. You know, it's like, I've had it now I'm old and they're just going to, they're going to kick me out. And then you just kind of got to cry it out. Go for at least me. I cry it out. I go for a run. You know, I go deep into my family. I go into nature and then somehow I just build it back up and I go after it again because I love it. You know, I how really did do. You,
0: how did you build your self-worth outside of it?
2: Outside of the business, I think that- Because that's what you said. You said
0: you have to build your self-worth outside of it. So I'm assuming that's what you meant outside of the business. Yeah,
2: and I think that, you know, when I talk about each day trying to be a good human, thinking about the things that make me feel good about myself where I'm getting back to the world. And now that I have children, raising children that will hopefully make it a better place is a responsibility that I feel inside myself. Um, But, you know, the business just finds ways of, just chipping away at you. And then the fear and the self-doubt just cloud you. And that could sometimes last for a day, or it could last for weeks, or it can last for months. For me, it's when I say it might sound silly, but like the fitness and going back into that is what makes me feel good. So being a good person, trying to give back to the community, working, of course, in charitable work, but I don't do it enough. You know, I try hard. I have the causes that I really fight for. And then just on a daily basis, it's about staying in my routine, getting out of bed, trying to do a little bit of grounding to keep myself really level and not hopping on my emails, staying away from that, you know, demonic Instagram, which I'm Ugh. still on and I do it, but it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a beast.
1: I just um, followed you today.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's such a beast. I know. I'm gonna yeah. follow you now. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's, and, and so getting up. And so for me, exercising has become one way where it keeps my endorphins up. So that's something where I do find, like when I stay in my routine, I do that. I'm already ahead of the day. So if I get up and I have my two cups of coffee and I'm like, you know, engine running and off I go and I can just do a 45 minute workout, a 30 minute run, it doesn't have to be that long. It starts my day off in the right way where I don't think the value of fitness and endorphins, I mean, we all know about it, but is really ever like, how important it is to move that and give yourself that feeling. I love that. You just said that because I
0: instantly, when you said I do it for the endorphins, I go, Oh shit. I never thought of that. I've never actually heard that. So (sighs) so you're doing it. I know I have heard people, obviously, we know that never has there been someone who's done a workout and regretted it later. We always were happy we did it. Exactly. I never (laughs) thought about, and I've thought about it as, something good for your emotional and your mental health, but I never thought about it specifically with endorphins. You know, everything Mm -hmm. has, there's an aha moment for people in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like this was the aha moment. It's Mm -hmm. the endorphins. It's
2: the endorphins. It's the only way we can change kind of our brain waves. So when you think about someone who's depressed or has anxiety, or if you wake up and you're not feeling well, the only way would be to take a freezing cold shower or to go for a run. You have to change your body temperature. You got to get yourself out of your head. You got to shake it off. And I think I read that from Tony Robbins years ago Mm because I do like a lot of polar plunges and I love like, you're just, things are off. If you just shake yourself out of it and you have like a normal brain function, you can shift yourself in another direction in a more positive way or give you a chance to have a better outlook on things, you know, when everything just feels really dire. And I think that, you know, these last couple of years of the pandemic, everyone has either had lost within their family, had a friend Mm -hmm. or someone they know, they've lost businesses, they've lost jobs. You know, there's just been so much trauma that has gone on. And I think that, you know, there's something that that was saying that like, say you have like a healthy brain and then like the, the side of psychosis, like everyone's taken two steps to the right, you know, everyone in the world. So it's like when you go out in the day, you realize everyone is going through something extremely challenging in their life. And we're still kind of coming out of it. And so it's like I think that I try to I try to educate myself with different things like that, understanding where we are in a world and with mental illness and all that, and then coming at everything with just a deeper empathy and sensitivity and awareness, you know, that people are going through so much and we have to find ways to continue to heal ourselves.
0: You know what I also loved when I was reading all the research on you was that you do three minute meditations. Now I'm doing like super ass long (laughs) ones. What are you doing too? I want to hear what you're doing, but I don't have kids, Allie. So what was super (laughs) inspiring to me is, you know, is for that working mom or for somebody who is just working around the clock and can't Mm -hmm. seem to fit it in. Like, I thought that was really inspiring that you're just aiming to get a three minute meditation in. So tell us a little bit about this practice and, and how you came to it.
2: Yeah. So about 10 years, again, when I was still kind of caught up in the rejection of it and the panic of the business, if I wasn't working and then the thrills and the highs when I was, it was just like too much. So it was finding a way to kind of level myself. And, you know, when I was saying before about, what my the the self-worth how you find it outside Mm -hmm. of just the business it's also that I have a greater faith in life than I've ever had so Mm -hmm. when it comes back to trying my best I have faith that the world is in with my life and my family going to unfold in the way that it's supposed to so you know I've had different people that have taught me mantras my husband has did tm for years and what I find for my life is trying to wake up. And even if it's five minutes, um, is there's this book, you know, the course in miracles, it's like one page, which is just like a very simple thing of kind of rewiring your brain a little bit, making sure that those noises and those voices that we know that that's just your ego talking. And that if we just really kind of ground ourselves, there's a different way and perspective that you can take on the day. So for me personally, I sit, I say my name three times. I ground myself like from my core down to the earth. Like I feel like myself connected to the spirit, the higher power, God, you know, for me, it's, it's many different names. And I find that, you know, I'll go in and I just, I go into the prayer, which is asking for, you know, grace and ease and to live my highest and greatest good. And, 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 I don't sit and just say the same mantra over. I like to pray for my family. I like to pray for the world. And when I sit in that, I feel more balanced, more calm and more connected to the world instead of. "Ah." So I do it when I'm sitting in traffic. I do it if I'm doing the dishes. I do it when I'm waiting for a call. It could be two or three minutes. It could not never much more than five. And then maybe, you know, at least morning and night and sometimes, you know, six or seven times in between. Wow. I like to do that. I know. So you're just reading it's like a prayer. Yeah, but it's more whatever I come up with in my head. It's meaning like I ground a room. I try to like really ground it because energy is a huge thing for me. How and when you I'm around. It? So I say I sit, feet on the ground, I say my name three times. I kind of ground the corners of the room. What does that mean? It's scared that this stuff sounds too woo-woo. No, I not, not here. <laughs> and I here grounders. everybody wants to know
1: exactly how you're doing it so yeah. they can do it. Yep. She's right. No, it's so I,
2: I ground the room because I think if other people have been in it, including my children or anyone, it, it can just be frenetic or it can even be my old energy. So I ground the room on the bottom, four corners, I ground the room on the top of four corners. And I learned this through Jackie Leonardini and Casey Crown, who are really incredible spiritual kind of guides in this world. And so you take the four corners and then you just ground it what does like a that golden mean? rod. Meaning like I imagine like from wherever the universe is up there, that a gold light is coming down through my head, through my chakras, down to the earth. And how do you ground the corners? That just is what I do right before it to make sure I'm just like, there's no energy coming into like mess with me or how do you physically ground
0: the corners? Like what is the process?
2: There's nothing physical. I just literally in my head see the four corners. Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
2: So it's not like literal, like I'm okay. like putting salt in the corner. Like I'm like, are we doing gold lights, <laughs> gold lighting rods everywhere? Okay, got it. So there's a all gold- that though. I mean, they get into it all. They like blow roses inside Like there's ways of doing it. But what's amazing is that after you do these things, you feel so good. Yeah. So if it didn't feel good after, I wouldn't do it. But you know, I was raised in New Jersey. I'm a Presbyterian. All this still sounds crazy to me, but I do it because it it's a personal practice and it works. So, so that's why it's like light, embarrassing to talk about though. You
0: imagine, don't be embarrassed at all. So the gold light comes <laughs> through your head all the way down yeah. your body. And then what? Spin your
2: chakras. You can okay. spin all your chakras. And you can feel it.
0: Do you spin them through your, like the way I'm doing them <laughs> is, <laughs> is through my eyes. When I'm yeah. looking at the chakras, I go clockwise. But oh, it, that's means interesting. Counter, it means
2: counterclockwise through your eyes. It's funny. It's true. Mine are like I think they they go in and then they go out, not clockwise or the other way. So maybe I'm spinning them wrong. Not funny. <laughs> so I have to I have to view them
0: from behind, yeah, and then go clockwise, which looks counterclockwise, but it's clockwise from the
2: front. Right. I love That's that. So I love crazy, that. Right. Well, I mean, it's just like it's finding ways. I think to calm yourself. So it's like once I do that then i can like say something has happened to me that day or i just feel clearer and calmer to take on the challenges that are part of a life and have more of a rational way of understanding them and that I am old enough now to know about the peaks and valleys it's happened throughout my life and my career. And we don't know. Well, well, actually, I mean, I assume that like, we know that when we're in the valleys a peaks going to come, Mm -hmm. you know, you just don't know how long it is, but you go back into your practice and your grounding and like, there's gotta be a faith in things unfolding in a life. I think if you work really hard and and you try to be a good person and you kind of connect with, right. I mean, I don't know.
0: I agree. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) <laughs> Bonus wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Okay. I think that there's uh there's evolutions that have to take place, and that takes time. Right. So sure. for me, I've, you know, I'm, I'm going through one of my, my evolutions now where, mm. you know, people on the outside may have one vision. I have a different vision. The universe has a different vision mm-hmm. and it's, it's cause it's like a new it's you're, you're making a new soup. <laughs> it's
1: like mm-hmm. you're putting in all the
0: vegetables. You're, it's going to yeah. take a second. We're going to make the new soup. The new soup's going to be so much better than the old soup. Cause it's right. an evolution. It's like, you got a whole new recipe you're going to make, but it takes, everything well, takes time you can't just keep doing the same thing. It's got to
2: evolve. You've got to evolve and what you well, want to, to evolve and grow and that the world's going to deliver you it and you can choose to grow or not. Yeah. So I deeply believe that, you know, so like me and my husband are both very much growth mentality and it's how we're raising our kids. And, you know, when things happen in your life, you know, if you don't grow from them, yeah. And really evolve, you're just gonna I think it's just gonna keep happening. And a lot of things I've thought about, and I've always been this way, actually, is that I just don't sit in the muck, you know, I'm always pushing through. So it's like you don't sit when things are not going well, you know what I'm saying? you yeah. have to allow change and grow and really look into that and figure out, you know what is the next path, but I mean, so we moved, we, when we came here for two months and then we started to really think, oh my gosh, we maybe want to raise our family here and figure out how to run our businesses from here. That was just like tears. Some days there was just like paralyzed bed because are you making the right or wrong choice? Oh my God, if I leave LA, if I take my finger off the pulse, am I ever going to work again? Like you just keep coming back to these fear thoughts and, um, they don't lead us anywhere other than wasting our time and making us uh, making me feel worried. And so it's like sitting in yeah. it and then again, like pushing it away again.
0: I know I had those thoughts when we were here last year from January to June, my mom was passing mm-hmm. and I was taking oh, care of her. I remember a couple of times I'm like, am I throwing my whole life away? But then the voice came through instant. It's like, no, you're exactly where you need to be. And I'm like, Okay. Um, and there's identity shifts that come with not being there and doing what you're always doing. So when I got back there and I like, went to Nobu in Malibu with my friend and had lunch, I'm like, okay, I'm back to being a person again, you know, like I'm back (laughs) to, back to me, but then you get back to you and you're like, but that's the old me I've changed so much. And, and it does, it's, it's, there's a lot of kind of factors that go into, all of it, and um, it's a really interesting process. Like there are things that I know I always had wanted that could happen, and now I'm like, eh, I don't really want it anymore. That'll bore the shit out of me.
2: Wow. That wow.
0: Will bore the shit out of me. Yes, wow. it's prestigious, and everybody would be like, "Oh, look at Maria," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's not what I want.
2: Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Right. It's mm-hmm. an old dream. So I always talk about sometimes we're wow. trapped in old yeah.
3: dreams
2: sure. and
0: you know, you, you keep hitting these different milestones and these, these growth moments and things change and you just have to be courageous to change with them. And so moving yeah. to the mountains is being courageous and moving with them. And by the way, what generally happens is when you don't let fear guide you and you do mm-hmm. what's actually right in your body and only mm-hmm. your body and your mind more comes and better stuff comes like mm-hmm. there was uh someone who called me yesterday about a job and mm-hmm. and it was um it was funny so i had on my my last year whatever last year was 2021 yeah. manifestation board i had i wanted to do a mm-hmm. christmas movie my husband and okay. i love christmas movies I am just like obsessed. And I put <laughs> under acting. I'm like, I just want to do a Christmas movie. That's all. I love it. Well, it came together. It happened. Wow. I didn't have to do a thing. It just happened. Now this year, Kevin goes, why aren't you like pushing to do another Christmas movie? You loved it. And I go, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I right get it. I'm busy with what yeah. I'm fe- doing. And yeah, it, yeah. it was like the right recipe. Yeah. It was friends. And I was Jeez. so excited to just be with them. And Having just right. lost my mom for me, it was like just something that was going to be fun. And it, it, mm-hmm. just, it happened because I took care of my mom. So because I was taking mm-hmm. care of my mom, a friend of mine mm-hmm. saw this video diary I put together. He was so moved. He called me, we're chatting. And then all of a sudden I was in his Christmas movie. And wow. so the recipe was right. Yes. And so this year I'm like, well, unless they have something going again, I don't know if I want to do it with anybody else. Right. Guess what? A call came through yesterday. Hey, we want you to play the lead in this (laughs) thing. And I'm like, oh, Oh. how funny is the universe? Maybe it's talking to me. But but it is hard um, when you're when you're shifting identities to not hold on to the old. And Mm -hmm.
2: when you do, like some of the meditation work, with grasping for it, like grasping for the old, the you know, like grasping for it, you know, for what was you know your pinnacle for so many years. Like for me, you know, when I think about you know. I don't have the same desires when things have changed. Like what I thought my life would be in LA would be, oh, you know, I would do X and I'd work nine months a year on this and I'd go to work and pick up my kids. That's not the life I want anymore. Yeah. You know, I've changed, you know? So when you allow those things and like coming here is just a completely new chapter, but honestly, I'm so sorry about your mother. And I just, I, I mean, for you to be able to be there with her must have been so painful and so beautiful also. Yep.
0: It was, do you still
2: speak with her? Is she, do you, are, do you,
0: I do, I do. It's funny. I have conversations with her all the time. Um, yeah. so it's, it's, uh,
2: do you it's, believe it's that new... she can cross over and guide you? Like, do you have signs from her? Like,
0: do you, you, I, yeah, I feel like she's fully steering the ship now. She's just like, I got Wow. It. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. For sure. She she definitely, I mean, she came through with a psychic a couple months after she passed. Mm-hmm. And it was like she was intensely trying to reach me. And because mm. it was before we were really talking to. Mm. Um, because I was just walking around and just shocked and whatever. Yeah. And the psyche was like, she's like, you're not taking care of yourself. And I'm like, I am, I really think I am. Mm. So she's she's making herself known, that's for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, you know, I think, um, you know, I always say when you turn 40, it's like reevaluate because you've mm-hmm. definitely changed by now. And you might be trapped mm-hmm. in an old dream and it might be time mm-hmm. for you to jump after a dream that you always had that you didn't do, or you were scared before. Cause you only have one life and you know, we're now in that kind of middle chapter. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I always say like, take stock and see where you are.
2: Yeah. I just, I guess I also feel now that I have had like a year and a half away from LA and space and time, meaning like I was just hiking that mountain and just like sobbing for a lot of it, like guide me, show me, am I in the right place? Like, I just don't know. And now when I look back at different parts of my career, I'm so lucky that I got to do so many amazing movies and shows and play great characters and things that people Mm -hmm. love. Like, maybe that's not all of it right now. Like, maybe that's that. And this is like, what do I really want to do in this business? What makes me feel like it's a powerful story that I want to tell and not just like a job or something Mm -hmm. to, you know, like, so it's finding that now, like, that's what I'm trying to balance because I don't have a desire to just sit on an episodic show anymore and just kind of go through the grind of that. That's not what I'm looking for anymore. Um, so it, but it is, it's so scary because that's just so that's stability, mm-hmm. you know, and I love stability, even though I fight it all the time, I'm, I'm always know. searching for it. And then I just like, ah, stability. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so I it was interesting. I had a, a situation, a, a beautiful moment here where I had read this book about seven years ago and I saw that she was coming to our local little community library with her new book. And I was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to reach out to her. I'm just going to do it. And we connected And I'm just such a big fan of the book. I have the rights to the book now from just reaching out like this little. So this is like my dream project. I am trying to get this made so deeply. It's something I believe in. It's it's playing the mother of a Navy SEAL. This is just a story that I want to tell about like the cost to a mother and to a family and the life. And Mm. it's so beautiful. That being said, like with this business, will I get it made? I pray. If I don't, I know this is part of the process of just creating it with her and telling the story, like everything isn't going to end up. And sometimes like our worst experiences end up being the most successful too. Yeah. Um, but just trying to live within the creativeness of it. And, you know, I, I have my cookbooks. So I'm still like cooking here all the time. And I'm thinking about doing another cookbook, um, which is really about like family revelry. And, you know, now I'm, I'm getting into this wine. So that has been, you know, so many different things have come to me here Um that I do feel like it's just like if I just allow myself to breathe and try to yeah. stay in some grace and ease and like continue to work hard and fight for the things I want, but not live in that state of panic and fear. And getting older, LA, you know,
0: But LA gives you that. So oh, yeah. I'm constantly afraid for our safety there. And yeah. it is like, there's just such a high frequency. So, um, mm-hmm. I think it's something that you don't realize when you're younger and then you feel it more and more as, as you get older. Mm-hmm. And so you're only going to be better where you feel better.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and when we talk about like the space, like for me, I don't know what I did some days and I like to be so damn busy. Like I was just from like seven in the morning until 11 at night. And I'm just like, yeah. why? Like that is such not where energy should be going, and so I think it's like harnessing the energy and refocusing it mm-hmm. is something you can do when you don't have that high frequency. So where I live, you can go about twenty minutes and you're out of cell phone range. You know, and just even being in that, you're just yeah. like, woo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not having all of it all over you. And L. A. is is a heavy spot, you know. And yeah. when you become, I think, more aware of how that makes you feel, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can recognize that and then make the choice for your life. You know, do you go back to your old patterns and the old life that, you know, because fear is holding you and the stability you want, or for me, am I brave? And do I continue to try to live -hmm. this life to its fullest and live in faith, you know, and trust, Mm -hmm. you know, sounds like you're doing it all right. You Uh, said
0: earlier that you are so, Grateful for all of the amazing um, projects you've been a part of. So mm-hmm. I have to ask, what project or co-star do you get
2: asked about the most? Oh my goodness, um, there's a bunch of them. I mean, probably Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. Uh-huh. The fact that that movie still has like such a life, you know, is just oh, it's incredible to me. I mean, it just keeps <laughs> going and going. I mean, we're going to be seventy-five years old and doing. <laughs> Events really on. Um, but I love that people enjoy that movie and I love the fact that, you know, Reese came in, she made that movie, and it makes people feel joy and laugh and love their unique selves. So it's like anything that makes you different mm-hmm. is what makes you unique, is what makes you beautiful. And that's something that I really try to instill on in my children and that something to think about. And that's pretty much, you know, what that movie is about. So that is fun. I get a lot of Idris Alba obsessed. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. I get a lot of that and with Beyonce. Um, Hold up, Beyonce. I mean, what was that like? I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, we we were actually working with the same acting coach, which was crazy when we did that movie, Ivana Chubbik. And she is is such a hard worker and so unbelievably gorgeous and so beautiful and just all that, like next level megawatt movie star, you know, just megawatt. You know, because she she was incredible popped after that. Right. Yeah, she was incredible. And, you know, I mean, again, like it's like we have to be able to look back on these things and go, oh, you know what? People had fun watching that movie. They loved it. I get to play a really great, fun character, you know, and allow that to be what it is. Instead of like a lot of my career, I was just so embarrassed of the movies I was in because they were very like commercially, they were extremely successful. And then they weren't just loved by the critics, you know, Mm -hmm. so
0: it yeah, kind of we really, all know the critics. We the know critics. those critics. Wow. I had wow. I, I told Mike Myers this. We were um, I was just in his Netflix series, The Pentabrit.
1: Okay. And
0: exactly. I said to him, There was a moment where I was at a screening mm-hmm. and a critic, I had run to the bathroom, a critic had come out. And I go, What are you what are you doing out here having drinks? And he goes, Oh, I already made up with my mind, my mind on what I was gonna say about this project before I even got here watch five minutes of this. And it's I go, are you kidding me? People pour their mm-hmm. hearts and souls, their blood, sweat and tears. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. So I don't ever, mm-hmm. ever listen anymore. I can't. Um, so yeah, I'm never not quite about there that. yet.
2: I'm not that bald. It still kind of gets me a little bit, you know, it's, it's um, not to quote
0: fake news, but it's like fake reviews.
2: That's it. They're fake. right. Or it's like, you know, why, why are you able to say what everyone's going to think about this? Cause it serves different people in different ways. And I think that that's one of the things I learned in my career. Like I deliver movies that people want to watch because they enjoy it, but they are not like, you know, I would love to have been in like the English patient and I would love to have been in, you know, Magnolia and all these amazing things, but there's something really great about giving someone, you know, that escape from reality and something that, you know, they really are able to kind of take the step away from their life and, and have fun and laugh and some yeah. popcorn and enjoy, you know?
0: Allie, what do you do to stay looking 26?
2: Oh my God, girl, will you tell me, please? I'm going to lead back. I feel like I got to go. I'm a little, I'm leaning into that camera a little too much. No, Woof. you look so stunning and you have not aged at all. You're and so sweet. I mean, it's not it. true. Um, I think that one of the things also about being here is how lovely it is to not discuss it every single day. So I would say in LA, between paparazzi, girlfriends, self-maintenance, it's five to six times, 10 times a day, you're sitting in some kind of vanity. And it's been really great to not have that be a daily part of my life. Mm. Meaning like, I don't worry if I go out of the house not looking great, you know, because there's not paparazzi like coming to get me. So that's one thing. And then also being in a a community that Mm. values strength So there's just a lot of athletes here. So it's like, that's, what's valued. It's not valued like being the skinniest, you Uh know? And so living in a world where that was valued for so long in my life and staying youthful and all that, um, it's to kind of pull myself and not have that be such a strong focus has been great. Um, that being said, I definitely love getting my hair freshly highlighted. So you get, you look a little good, you freshen it up, get the little halo, um, but I just I try to work out. I definitely drink a lot of wine, but I drink a lot of water. I eat a lot of cheese, but I drink a lot of green juices. I, I kind of do it all and I believe in sweating. So I think to sweat is a huge thing and just to kind of get it all out, get out the toxins. Mm-hmm. And it keeps my skin looking healthy. Um but you know, we're heading, we're heading to Europe this summer, and I'm so excited to be in Paris around women who age. Properly, gracefully, be- and beautifully. And when I was over there in my late teens, it was so influential in my life um, to be able to see that and to where they're really they're beautiful and they're sexy at seventy. Yeah, there's not an expiration date that is so loud and clear in America. You but know, it's, it's getting better. In our but business. It's, better. it's in our business, oh, yeah. so we have no oh, choice yeah. but to yeah. listen to it.
0: Unfortunately,
2: it's right. really hard. You're right. And how you look is part of it. Like, so when I first started, I was playing in all these team things. And then you become like, you know, a mom and something like you kind of go through it at different stages. So it also, you know, for me working in this business so long, I understand that there's times where there's just more opportunity. Um, But I was like flooded in my 20s. I had a lot in my 30s. And now it's like, you know, it's more independent movies or TV, you know, which is the opportunities that I get. And still like, oh, well, you know, can I play a lawyer now? Or do you believe this? You know, like you're either too young, too old, you know, whatever it is. And that's the nature of being in like a visual medium. I know. <laughs> you know, I so, know. so there's, you're right. There's only so far away we can get to it. So how do you feel your best? Right? Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I,
0: and Kelsey knows this, um, I feel my prettiest in here in Connecticut. Oh, the, like the that. well water, like everything works here. I don't have to do- I imagine thing. you with like a chicken coop and like fresh <laughs> eggs in the morning. Do you have one? I don't yet, yeah, but we're getting oh there. We're getting there. God. But amazing. But it's, like, something about when we're here, Kelsey, did you feel a difference between Connecticut and LA on your skin and hair?
1: Oh, definitely skin and hair. The well water, right? yeah. The well, I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't, I feel like in LA- it's the, it's the air is so polluted. And I grew up in Seattle too. So like I was spoiled. Like yeah. when I get off the plane at SeaTac, I'm like, Oh my gosh, wait, we can breathe here. Yeah. So the <laughs> Connecticut, the water. Yes. It is so beautiful on your skin and hair. I feel like. Well, and you um, have the humidity. Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. why things
0: stay supple. You're oh, supple. Exactly. Exactly. Supple. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm I live eating in like, from the my desert again. <laughs> a meeting for my dad's garden like it just everything feels better here now i don't want to be here january february march or even yeah. april but yeah. everything feels better do you feel like you look better in the mountains too no i definitely do not i fight
2: it i fight it girl it is so dry here Oh, like, really? I mean, it is just brutally dry, um, but it's also like a small price to pay for me. So our winters are amazing because we ski and my children yeah. are really strong skiers. So, so much of our life is like, and it's sunny where I am. So it's like the sun's out and it's snowy. And oh, I love that. Gorgeous. But it is dry. So I go through. A lot of creams and serums and all of that. I mean, you just—it's yeah. just part of it. And then I'm hopefully like you know I'm going to get to more humid places this summer and do a, a full recharge until I come back here. <laughs> you know what I really love Um, Colonial
0: Dane Dames. It's at like Rite Aid or CVS. It's okay. vitamin E cream, forty thousand okay. okay. IU's. My husband and my mom have used it for years. I've used it intermittently whenever yeah. I'm really really dry. It really works well
2: okay I'm gonna look it up I mean for me it's like the heels you yeah. know my heels are crack and you just get um, so dry I love yeah, you have to do the Vaseline. pharmacy finds though
0: you get a Vaseline and like saran wrap or sock yourself up yeah
2: I'm, I'm doing that girl and yeah. I go so it's like when I'm splurging I love my La Mer and then my um drugstore one is Walita skin food Mm. Do you know that one in the green tube? And yeah. it's like, you can get that at the pharmacy. They have and toothpaste so it's like,
0: too, I think. It's like natural. Mm-hmm.
2: Probably, yes. Yeah, Something so. with like, you know, mint or thyme. Yeah, yeah. I know, it it's exciting. But... Kelsey, there's so also So how has it been Aveeno... with you? Wait, what
0: is it? There's one more suggestion I have, and I think we yeah. had it on the old website, Kelsey. I don't know if it's on the new one, but it's an Avino hand cream. Oh, Yeah. That is you got to find that. And let's put it up. on I our will. Site. It's the greatest hand cream I've wow. ever in a billion years. It actually works on the driest situations. I and need I, it. I, I, I happened need upon it.
2: Kelsey, you got to we'll find send it, it to you. We'll send it. Yeah. yeah. Let me know the name yeah. of it. I mean, my nail beds, like everything
1: just gets so dry. Also, you know, so, so it's like cream. Uh, and ladies. You just, Al, you got to try also- Danny cream. That is like, drugstore. It's called Vanny cream. I swear to you. Yep. I have the driest skin in the world. And that's what I would, I just slather it on. Okay.
0: Also one other thing we need to get from Allie too. It's, um, your, was it a meditation you did? No, you did. You told us about that. That was A Course in Miracles. There was something I was going to ask you to get. and We'll remember after, but um, okay. what were you going to ask? I forget. You, we, we were jumping in with more cream. Oh,
2: <laughs> that with your, I know, with going to Connecticut and being able to spend six months a year there, is it also then, so you and your husband will not be together as like, you'll be able to travel back and forth. Yeah. I think that's also the recipe to a beautiful marriage. You know. know, like I think Better that- apart, Sometimes <laughs> kind of, it's like three days, see you later. And then your heart kind of is ready again. Yeah. But I think that when you're a working woman, there's something really nice about having your work and having your freedom and having your space. And then also being, babe, being able to go back together and have it stay like fresh and new. So I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, for you. We
0: were joking. Cause after my mom passed, Kevin stayed here and was renovating with my dad. And mm. cause we didn't want my dad to be alone. I had to go back to LA and work. And yeah. so we were apart for so long and I just kept writing him text better apart question <laughs> mark, especially where the show is called better together. We thought it was the funniest, like totally
2: amazing, amazing. But it is, And true. you can do that when you're obviously better together.
0: This is a very good point. You know, um, I mean, yeah, I love that. So funny. <laughs> well, Allie, this is an, a very delightful conversation.
1: Yeah,
2: you're so sweet. Thanks um, for having me.
1: All right. That was really fun. That was great. She's so, it was like, I felt like I was just kind of like a fly on the wall of uh, you guys having like a little girl time, but I also got a lot of incredible advice. Like I really, really good.
0: It was like advice without, it was without like being advice. It just was natural, which is really cool. Yeah. Pooj, I heard you jumping in. Was there something that really stood out to you?
3: Oh, my, I just loved how she was talking about in this industry, especially like in your 20s you don't know where you're going to go next. And it's so scary because it's not like a. am a lawyer, so I know I go to law school, I go to this firm, then, you know, I become a partner. It's not like a traditional straight path. So it was Mm -hmm. comforting to hear from someone so successful. Um, And you talk about it all the time too, Maria, and you're so successful that she also feels that way. And it's okay. And like, trust that the universe you know has a plan for you and mm-hmm. and we've been talking about this so much the more that you let go of those fears and those ang- anxieties and worries the more you see those opportunities come in because you're allowing space for them because you're not taking it up with all those you know negative emotions so I think just yeah. always hearing that from anyone who has that success just makes someone who's in their 20s trying to make it in this industry feel a lot better
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I like how you just phrased that where you said it will come to you because there isn't so much stress around the worries and the fears. So there's more space. Um, I, you know, I've told you guys a million times that there, I had no idea where I was going. I just was like, I'm going to work hard and, and I'm just going to see what happens. (laughs) And, and I was just kind of guided and led to whatever it was supposed to be. So Um, you go off your feeling and, and, and yeah, it just, it happens. It's like, it's hard because there is, like you said, there's no, no one way. Um, and you know, if you start thinking too much, you'll make the wrong moves because you're thinking too much. Right. Um, so yeah, really great conversation. I really loved the endorphin stuff and, um, and so much more. So and it's always fun to talk legally blonde.
1: I, I mean, that movie. I honestly was biting my tongue so hard when you guys were talking endorphins. You should have jumped in. I know. I didn't want to. It's hard with Zoom. I didn't want to like step on anybody because Zoom lags a little bit, you know. So I didn't want I to know. just like scream happy people don't kill their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so You guys were like, oh, what?
0: <laughs> wait, that's so funny. I didn't even catch the reference when you said it at the end. Yeah. Um, that's so funny
1: because that was their whole thing about endorphins, but I have to say, you know what else I really liked about her and this, you talk about this a lot, Maria, I loved her just whole take on balance, right? She's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I drink a lot of water, but I drink a lot of wine. I eat a lot of cheese, but I have a lot of green juice. It's like, that's, you have to have balance in life, you know, or else it's just like, you're not going to be happy. And I know you are a lot like that. And I've always really respected that about you. Um, so I love that. I think it's such a good reminder.
0: Yeah. When it comes to food. But Judy, Judy, <laughs> uh, Judy Wilkins Smith, right? I'm not crazy. Nope. that's perfect. Her last name yep. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Judy told me that um my issues stem from a lack of balance because I'm an overgiver. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and so all of the things that um I have to work on are around the word balance in that way, which is super funny. So but food, but at least I am balanced somewhere. Uh, all right, friends, that is it for today. Of course you can find Allie on social media, Allie Larder. We'll put all of her stuff in the summary of this episode. Cause she also has a wine company that's going to be launching and, um, you can check out her latest movie, the last victim on prime video. And, uh, of course, don't forget to hit subscribe if you are here on YouTube. And if you could leave us a podcast review, we'll put this, we'll link to that in the summary as well. Um, we love those and we're so grateful for them and check out mariamenunos.com for any skincare, beauty, whatever. If that Aveno thing isn't on there and I don't believe it is, I don't think it made it in the redo. We got to put them on there because that was a crazy, amazing hand cream.
1: Agreed.
0: Yes. Queen. All right, friends. Thank you for being with us. You know the drill. Be nice people, make good choices and be present.